0: Hello and welcome to the Gelsnet podcast, the independent ragers podcast made for fans by fans and where the content is absolutely free. 99 of the Gelsnet podcast and um, as well as being live tonight you can obviously download it uh, after the show on Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox Stitcher and Spotify um, you can also follow us on social media um, and subscribe to the podcast too um, so please do that to join me, joining me tonight um, on Another on the day of another victory in the league for, for Rangers is two two familiar voices in the JazzNet podcast, Frankie and Colin. Um we'll be discussing the, the game today uh, against Middlem, which was a three 0 victory, um, as well as other things from from the week past, which has been another busy one um for everyone connected with the club. Um and Colin, how, how pleasing is it to to have a Rangers victory to, to finish off a weekend? It's always good when Rangers win, David.
1: Uh, you know, always uh, sums up the week nicely. It's been a good week for the club, really. You know, when you think about it, we've had a couple of signings, a couple of couple of good signings in a position that we needed to strengthen, and obviously all the kit stuff as well. You know, that seems to have went uh, really well over the last few days. So I, I think I saw a figure last night about a hundred thousand top sold or something like that so you know that's a good few million of, of, of revenue that we haven't had over the last few years so again it's, I mean it's something I've said on the pod over the last couple of years you know it's just wee steps of feeling that the club is getting back to normality and and it certainly feels like that off the field you know you're seeing players coming in uh, that will challenge in a position where we need to strengthen and seeing a queue around the door uh, to get into the shop it was nice. After years of people ignoring it and walking past it, that was really nice. And then to, to top the week off, you know, the cherry on the cake. As Rangers strolled to victory of the day uh, and Kelly does a wee favour. So that was nice. And I, I have to say, it was a total, a total accident. I had a mate up today to watch the game. So I was I was getting stuff in yesterday. I was in Azda yesterday, getting some stuff, a few beers and nibbles. And I picked up a couple of Kelly pies for half-time. It, 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 it wasn't until the day that I realised Celtic were playing, come on So it was a nice wee omen.
0: Yes, indeed. The best the best pies in all the land, them. Uh, yeah, they were quite nice, I'll give you that. Fantastic things. Uh, Frankie, how pleased were you with, I suppose, just the performance today and, and how, how comprehensive the victory was? Hi,
2: I was very happy, uh, David. Uh, good evening, everybody. I, th- I thought we played very well, actually, the day, and a lot of good football. Only like two or three minutes of sort of slackness, but I mean, and never really threatened. Um, I think McLaughlin flapped it uh, at something in the in the first half. Sorry, the second half, and uh, that was the only real sort of danger. Other than that, the, the defence was really strong, and I thought we looked a threat certainly until we, the sort of the five subs were made after the third goal. I thought we were a threat throughout before that, and. And really, it was just a shame we didn't score any any more than three because I, th- I thought I'd play many at times. It was a bit disappointing. And again, I, th- I thought players like Kent and Aribo, and uh, you could probably go through uh, quite a few of them in attacking guys. I thought they they're touched like them doing their decision-making at times. But it was uh, it was good to see wee Alfie back on form. I thought he had a good game. And uh, the team themselves, they just kept plugging away. They worked hard. And, and we're, we're a good side uh, and it's when we play that type of football. And it's just to keep moving it and keep working hard. And... And we're, we're tough to, to defend against, and, and I thought we, we, we deserved a, the win today, and three 0 and certainly didn't flatter us.
0: Um, Colin, when you look at the game as a whole, you know we went into it not really knowing what was what was going to happen with with Morels and then you know the game starts. So we He said a few wee half chances the first half, but for him to get two goals um, in the game, you know that must do. Power of good, not only for his conference, but also for, I suppose, the fans and the manager's confidence
1: in him. Yeah, I mean, it was good to 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 see him finally get a goal. You know, he, he has struggled this year, you know, since the turn of the year, and you know, when you consider the player he was before the Christmas break, to to what he had been recently, it, it's been quite it's been quite sad to watch. You know what I mean? And and there, there was always a fear that his his career at, at Rangers was sort of petering out a wee bit into a sort of anti-climax, but and there was a wee bit of fear as well that he wasn't going to get a goal before he, he did get his move because I'm I'm still fairly certain he will move on before the window closes. So it was good. I still I, I still maintain he, he's, he still doesn't look the player he was, you know, a few months ago. His link-up play again today was pretty good. Involved in all three goals, you know, it was it was his cross that, that caused the problem for St Mern for the own goal eh, to put his 1-0 up. And, you know, the, th- the thing about the two goals that he got today, he was he was doing something that I don't think he's, he's been doing for a while, and that's playing between the posts. You know what I mean? It, it, whenever he was getting put through or chances, he always seemed to be wide uh, recently. And and last week he was obviously dropping deep, I think that was tactical, but he was dropping deep a lot to pick up the ball and, and link up with Hadji and Kent. So, yeah, it's good. It, it, it's, it's, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that he gets his two goals the week that, that two strikers come in the door. You know, it's maybe something he's needed for a while. You know, we've been a wee bit over-reliant on him at times. And sometimes when a player's in that position, that they get a bit, well, who's going to play in front of me? You know what I mean? And that's maybe affected his performances, affected his attitude. I still think he looks like he's carrying a wee bit of timber, maybe three, four pounds uh, extra weight there that he needs, to, he needs to work on. But the two goals, I mean, I only played at amateur level. So I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, I, I can relate to Alfredo Morelos. But, you know, I, I played as a striker myself. And I, I know that when you do go through a period of not scoring, it doesn't matter how you get the next goal, you know, that it ricochets off your arse or off a knee or whatever, a, a two-inch tap in, once that goes in, a, a huge pressure comes up. And he, I, I tended to find that you started scoring you know, quite a lot after that. You know, once that pressure goes, once you've went a few games without scoring, once you get the first, then a few follow. So it's good that he got the two. It's good that there's, there's, there's people challenging for his position now because it gives the manager options. And I think that's what Gerard has been striving for since he arrived at Rangers, to have two or three people competing for every position. He's got that in the striker's position now. So to stay in the team, Morelos needs to score. He's got his two today. So, yeah all good. And, and another thing is, you know, if there are people out there looking to sign them, then it's it's another we here I'm here, I can still do a job.
0: Um, Frankie, I'm going to avoid speaking about Colin's, uh, Colin's football career for now. I'll, I'll just stick with Morellas. Why? I've so, well, had a great amateur career. We could probably still do a full show on that at a later date, but um, Frankie, in terms of Morellas, on Thursday night, obviously there was that you know, questions over his, his attitude and his sort of body language. But, I mean, for me today, watching watching the game, um, I didn't really see that. I, I saw someone that, that felt a real part of the team and, and was trying his best to, to you know, um, to, do as much as he could to, to win the game. Do you think that's been a communication he's had with, you know, Gerald or, or members of the coaching staff from Thursday? Or do you think it's been... You know something that,
2: that's maybe happened in his own in his own time. I think that's probably a combination of both. I think he's not been all that bad over over pre season, but you can certainly see he's carrying a few extra pounds, and I think that's just his, his his build anyway. He's always been a bit chunky, and it probably benefits the team more than anything else because he's that strong on the ball. I think if he was if he was lost all that weight. It might be less effective, but seeing saying that, he's definitely overweight or slightly overweight. And um, so, I think he's maybe just taking a bit longer to get sharper. I mean, it's easy to forget, he's still a young guy. He's just, um, he's, he's in a in a very strange country, still doesn't speak the language fantastically well. Um, he's been in Colombia probably what for the last four months, so probably taking a bit of use to getting back into the UK. And obviously, he's, um, his wife's just had their the first child. So, I mean, I, I was 30 before I had my first kid, and I found that uh, a culture shock. So I don't know what it's like for, for a young man like uh what is he 24, 23, 24, still still young. So um I think I think we're a bit, a bit overly over the harsh. Not, not so much Ranger fans, the media for sure. I, mean, I think some of the stuff written about Morell still is is nonsensical, the attention placed on him it's unfair and and I mean Colin was right he's, he's he certainly hasn't had a good 2020 but there's no very many players on our team have. So it's is really any wonder if the team's not playing well and that he, he's not going to score goals, and um, when, that, when that happens, though, you've got to got to show that, to the fans that you might not be playing well, but you're working hard. And, and I mean, the other night there against Leverkusen, I mean, I think Alfie had an absolute nightmare. To be honest, probably one of his worst games. That everything was just bouncing off him. It was certainly a yard or two short. I mean, it just shows you the the, the golfing class between us at and a, and a Leverkusen. Um, that he, he looked sharper today because you didn't lose. Um, three or four pounds in two or three days, and you certainly didn't gain half a yard of pace. So it just shows you um, the, the 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 golfing class between the the um, the Scottish leagues and the and the general league. So I, bit, I I think we've got to be positive. I mean, I like Colin. I mean, I didn't think there's much much chance of the many us being here for much longer. But we're not signing two strikers um, like uh, Roof and Detour. And it doesn't matter. If if they can play a bit deeper like Ruth Khan or they're still young like Ito, and, that, and and we're just not going to be keeping Morelos for too much longer. It's just a case of how much money we can make for his transfer. So uh, to help pay for 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 more guys to come in, I mean, we need another midfielder. That's that's for sure. We arguably could maybe do another fullback. Um, there's 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 still parts of the team that were were no um, completely uh, perfect. That's that's for sure. So. Um, it's just good to see us play well, um, and I'm, I'm really happy with, with today's win. And, and I think it's at the, the cherry on the top of the cake that, that Alfie's scoring again because it, it, he's a key player for us as as long as he remains at the club.
0: Colin, well, in terms of you know the rest of the performance today, and there was there was flashes of a real good side as Frankie mentioned. What what else in the game sort of impressed you? What caught your eye? Who 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 really stood out for you? Uh, in terms of standing out, I I I think uh,
1: the the new centre half, what's his name, Balogun, I, th- I think he looks very solid. Uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm going to slightly disagree with uh, the both of you here. I, I I thought Rangers were were comfortable today, uh, without being spectacular. You know, what I mean, I still have issues and concerns about how we're breaking teams down. I think. I, th- I think we've talked about this in the pod before. It's not the first goal for Rangers at home, especially against teams uh, like St Mirren, who will probably, I know they're looking for top six this season. But, you know, statistically, that they're usually a bottom six side. And so the teams tend to come and sit in. And it's not the first goal that, that Rangers score against these teams that matter. It's the second goal, because when it's 1-0, these teams will still sit in. It's only when Rangers get the second goal that they feel they have to come out. And that's when you tend to find the that, that Rangers get their three, four, five, nothings against these teams. I still think when teams set up properly and are, are rigid in their formation and, are, are, you know, defend well, we find it hard to break them down. Uh, I, 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 I'm not criticising Rangers today. I thought they played well, but uh, there, there is just, I still have concerns uh, in that area, in that middle front area, that we're not quite as creative uh, as, as we could be. Come uh, back to your, your question, who do I think is impressed? I, I do think Balogun is really impressed since he's came in. Uh, he, he, he looks strong, physical, uh, reads the game well, positionally sound. Uh, I thought Harlander, uh, when he came in the other night, done well, but he couldn't get back in the team today. So, yeah, I would say him, in terms of the other players that come in, it was hard to judge. Really, I, I found it hard to judge. Some of the boys that come on today with, with the five subs, it's almost that it, it almost gives it a feel like a pre-season friendly, you know. And, and Gerard used all his, his substitutes today, and it doesn't knock the rhythm at the team, but it, it becomes hard to judge those boys when they come on because so many are coming on We sort of you know twenty minutes to go. Uh, but out of all the the boys that have come in so far, the big centre half st- sticks out for me, uh, and I still have concerns at a wee bit about her ability to break teams down. I just think. I don't know. I, I, I just, I, it sometimes looks to me, I think Gerard commented on it today, that we're, it's almost like we're looking for the perfect goal at times. Uh, I just think there could be a wee bit more responsibility in some players and taking a shot. Sometimes it seems to me players get into good positions and, and then look to to play to someone else. Uh, I think if we just found a wee bit more confidence in those positions, we would, we would probably batter a good few teams. But, uh, I mean, it's
0: all good. I'm not trying to be negative, but there, there, there's some tweaks required, I think. Just, just on that, Colin, you obviously mentioned the the perfect goal thing. Do you think you know one player that, that seems to maybe look for that extra touch uh, is Ryan Kent. How do you feel he's performing at the moment? Just just to sort of single him out, because I felt against Aberdeen last week he was he was excellent. And then today I just felt like he was doing he was doing okay, but there was that one in the first half where he's running down the left, he breaks in. Takes the past two or three players does great, and then just the, that final ball to Aribo is just is just awful. But how important is it that not not just him, but um, you know all all the sort of forward players that are thinking a bit a bit more about you know pulling the trigger or finding the right the right ball at the right time? Because there was a few a few times today where maybe that wasn't happening. I think that's
1: maybe the issue, uh, David, you know, it it all comes down to decision making. And then when they make the decision, it seems to me they're either making the wrong decision or when they make the right decision, they get the weight of the pass wrong or or, or they do something wrong that that means the move kind of breaks down a wee bit. In terms of Kent, I'm kind of going to slightly go against the traffic a wee bit here. You know, a lot of people seem to be quite positive about Kent today on social media, Uh, Neil McCann and Alex Ray were saying the same thing through their analysis. I still think uh, we, we should be getting a wee bit more from from Ryan Kent. I think he's started this season stronger. I mean, he wasn't here at this point last season, and then when he did eventually arrive, he got injured in his first game. So it was a bit it was a bit of a stop-start season for him last year. He's had a full pre-season. He looks to me like he's bulked up a wee, but he looks a bit more of a unit this year. Uh, but I'm still, for seven million, I'm still expecting a wee bit more. I think he needs to chip in uh, with goals and assists. He obviously got his goal last week, but uh, I think we need a wee bit more from And I would say the same from Haji as well. I, I, the two games so far this season in the league, I, I, I think he's struggled a wee bit to get into games. And the other two guys, I think, we need to, to get going. You know what I mean? It's, if, if, it's that middle to the front area. Uh, if, if that clicks, because we seem to be solid at the back, I mean, that's two two league games we haven't conceded a goal. We went through all pre-season without conceding a goal. We obviously conceded through the week there against Leverkusen. But defensively, we look fairly solid. We look sound. Uh, it's it's turning the possession into goals. It's the issue. And that means you're looking at, you know, your your Kents and your hadjis to start, you know, unlocking defences. And, and, and I just don't see enough players running beyond you know, in behind, you know, it seems to me it gets played in front of the back four of whoever we're playing a lot. Uh, so I think that's something that needs to be tweaked. And if we do that and we start start scoring, then you never know if we can maintain the consistency. Then but we're in a real, a real shout.
0: Uh Frankie Colin mentioned there um Neil McCann and Alex Ray's uh, analysis today. Obviously Emma Dodds was was presenting and, and Nico Katic was a, a guest as well with Clive Tildsley on um comms with kevin thompson uh walter smith and, and graham sunnis are apparently going to be uh part of the, the analysis team moving forward as well uh that was all announced last week but it seemed to go off without a hitch today i, I certainly no problems with my feed and i'd i uh, purchased the pay you go auction um but yeah it seems to be seems to be working well in the, in the rangers tv front which is it's promising I, it was good.
2: Um, I went on early doors. I think Colin did as well. i seen him on on Twitter uh, getting a bit worried. Uh, it was at the half one, two o'clock time, so I thought I'd better go on and just double check it as well. I thought, because although I'd signed up for the other games, the pre-season games. It was um, I'd end up watching them on Premier Sport just because they were on the telly. But um, I, I thought the coverage was excellent today. Certainly a big step up for, for normal. I mean... Emma Dodds' experience Lassie She's She's uh, she's covered Scottish football for a, a number of years now. She's a Ranger fan. I like to believe and and she did a good job. I and mean, Neil McCann always tends to to talk sense as well, liked amongst the fans. Alex Ray, um, I, I, he's pretty good. Um, I, I, th- I think there's better out there, but I, um, I'm, I'm quite happy with him. Um, Clive Tilson is as good a commentator as you'll get. Clearly, he's, he's been uh, demoted to ITV, so that's probably one of the main reasons we were able to. Um, uh, get them for for what we're doing now this season. So it was it was oh, it was all it was very enjoyable. I certainly didn't have any issues. The only thing, I mean, I, I prefer watching it actually on my, my laptop anyway, so I can sort of dip into social media and the and the jersey forum and and post at the same sort of time rather than hover it on the telly. Um, I, I did try to cast it to the TV, but apparently need a Chromecast and uh, like the, your your smart TV and your um, Your Fire Stick, they 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 don't work natively with it, so you'll have to like use an HDMI cable. So that's fine. I don't mind uh, using a cable if I have to. But having a bit more sort of functionality would be would be useful for people because effectively um, season ticket holders are are paying sort of twenty five pounds for. For, for a live game. So I think that as much as the coverage was good, I think we'll have to make it as easy as possible for, for people to, to, to be able to watch it. Um, it's okay for, for, for somebody like myself, I'm fairly decent with the, the tech side, but one of the old guys that, that, that goes to the matches with me, he's, he's in his mid seventies, um, he doesn't have the internet in the house. So he wasn't able to to, to watch the game unless he, he comes up to one of our houses. So that type of thing, I think we've got to try and think about and uh, and try and find a solution for if it's, if. If, if, if indeed the the, um, the pandemic goes on for any longer than maybe the next sort of six to, to nine months.
0: Colin, were you pleased? Apart from Clive Towsley referring to his itself at one point, I think it really went off without a, without a hitch, and it seemed to be pretty balanced uh, punditry as well, which was which was good to see, really, because you don't want it to be too um, painfully biased. Uh, so, yeah, it seemed, to, it seemed to go okay. Did you enjoy it? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I don't watch a, a huge amount of Rangers TV because uh, I'm if the games at Ibrox, I'm I'm there. You know, I'm, I'm a season ticket holder. Uh, I don't go to a huge amount of away games. I, I, I sometimes maybe get one or two in, in a season, but you know, the, the majority of the away games are on you know st- well, last season they were on Sky and BT. Obviously it's just Sky this season. So I have access to the majority of of the Rangers games. So I've never really, a a couple of times I've had to use uh, Rangers TV for it. But the coverage today I thought was quite slick, uh, pretty decent. Emma Dodds, as as, as Frankie alluded to, she's an experienced broadcaster. I was actually, when I had my column at the Rangers News, she was part of the Rangers media team at the time. And I can confirm she's a a Bear, she's a Rangers fan. Uh, Neil McCann, I don't think. Anyone can complain about him really. Alex Ray the same. So yeah, I enjoyed it. One thing, I, 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 I sort of, it came to light when you sort of contacted me through the week, David on the WhatsApp, sort of saying that you'd subscribed to nine, you know, to the game and it was nine ninety nine. You know, season ticket holders are paying full whack, and it kind of feels like we're being treated unfairly in this. If you know what I mean, you know, normal supporters are are, are paying nine ninety nine, whereas. I paid for me and my son today, so it'd have been the best part of forty quid to to, to sit and watch it on the telly. Uh, There was one thing I I did get it to, to, you know, uh, sync with the TV. I'd done it via my my iPhone through AirPlay, and it connected to the TV. And the the, the coverage was a wee bit jumpy at times, Uh, so it was a bit juddery at times. (laughs) But other than that, no, it's a big step up for the club, and it's another. Again, that's another thing where you can, you could say that. You know, it's maybe an area that we've not been great at over the last few years as the club's recovered from, from 2012. So it's another thing that, you know, this takes it up a notch and makes us more slick, more professional. And, you know, moving forward, that could maybe increase revenue for the club and all that kind of a thing. So all good, but I'm just a wee bit miffed that, you know, I had to pay £40 for it and you had to pay 9.99 for it.
0: You're trying to say a better me, Colin. is that
1: what this is? I'm not saying I'm, I'm 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 saying you're not better than me. That's, I'm saying. <laughs> that's I'm saying we should all be treated as equal. I know it's difficult for the club. You know they're asking supporters to subscribe to 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 sign up for their season tickets, which is fair enough. I mean I'm fortunate that you know the, the pandemic hasn't really impacted on my work, so I'm in a position where I, where I where I could renew, but it's a difficult one for the club. But it does kind of feel like mm, that 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 doesn't seem fair that some people are paying nine ninety nine and others are paying. The, the, the full entrance fee, but I, I suppose it's a difficult one for the club to get around, but it, it does sting a wee bit.
0: I think it's, yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, if I was if I was going to the game today uh, as a fan, the likelihood is I would pay the best part of 40 quid, you know, for a ticket. So, um, no, I, I, I understood your point uh, the other day when you said that. Um, and maybe it's something to look at. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully we're not in this situation for... Um, too much longer, uh, that would be, that'd be the best. The best. I
1: thing. don't know, I, th- I think the Aberdeen players are doing their best to keep us in it for as long as possible. We'll, yeah, well,
0: I know. we'll, we'll come <laughs> to that later, but um, <laughs> we touched on this earlier, but <clears throat> obviously the club on last Tuesday made uh, a couple of signings, uh, Kamar Roof coming in from Anderlecht and uh, Cedric Eaton coming in from uh, St. Allen. Frankie, that was a Gerald had spoken after some of the, the friendlies at iBrooks about the need for, for new players and the need for new signings to get to of that quality, especially especially Ruth, who was someone that I'd discussed in the in the podcast a couple of weeks ago as a, a potential option. Um, you know, that's pleasing to see these guys coming in.
2: Aye, aye. There, um, there's no doubt we needed to um, competition up front uh, especially with the four getting injured um, as 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 we've talked about earlier I mean Morelos hasn't had the best sort of six months or uh, th- th- this year so um, it's it's good to to um to, to get these guys in and uh, I mean you, you've seen the, the the benefit today the wee man his attitude was better he played better and he scored two goals so that in turn then puts the pressure on on Eton and and uh, roof to to do the business when they when they get their chance to play, I think they're both good players. Like you, I, I was I was quite keen to get Ruth in. He's, he's not entirely like Morelos, but he's fairly similar. He's, he's he's pretty physical. He can, but he's got a good touch. He can create stuff from deep. He can score from goals from from anywhere. And I, th- I think he's a guy just entering his prime at twenty seven years old. I think, um, and he's also shown by going to Andaluc that he's not afraid to to try something different. So I, I think if we can get him back get him fully fit. Obviously, he's had a couple of injuries over the last year or so. And he's not played much football this season, so I think the, the, the guys in the comments today were saying he was a, a week or two behind, so it might well be um, next weekend before we, we see him on the bench and, and getting his first time uh, games in a, in a Rangers shirt. But um, I think Eton seems to be, he's um, he's been playing a bit more regularly um, in the Swiss League, and he's he's certainly a man that can score goals. He looks kind of clumsy for some of the videos that I've watched on but. He can again. He seems to be able to score goals with anywhere. He's particularly good um, with in, in the air, and I think that's something that that we need. I mean, the many times that um, Tav or Barisic put uh, good balls in, and, and, and there's isn't anybody there. Or Marellis has, has done some speed work outside the, the box. It's it's always a shame. So to get somebody like Eton in there, and and uh, and a bit taller and a bit more physical, will definitely help us. Going forward, especially when it's like games like today, when when maybe space in behinds at a premium, so ah, it's great, great news. I, I'm really pleased. I was, I'm I've, I've quite worried that we didn't have, and the signed another striker for a, a number of weeks now. So it's, it's, I'm really, I was really happy last Tuesday that that we managed to bring two in. Obviously, I, I think the, the, as I said earlier, the likelihood that Marius is going to be losing up moving on sooner rather than later. But um, as long as he's here, he's our player, so it's good to see him scoring and and it's the competition for places can only be a good thing.
0: Colin, well, there was a, a suggestion <clears throat> as well that, that possibly Riff could play uh, off the right, which has been a bit of a, a funny position for us over the past year because we've not really had someone settled on, maybe Arfield uh, settled on the right-hand side, obviously. You saw today that Aribo sort of started there and we had you in, in the midfield. So, you know, that will give us another option uh, up front, which you know, is welcome even if he if he's not playing central striker, and that that would give you the option of playing both Eton and uh, and Roof at the same thing.
2: Aye, that's that's exactly it. I think um, I, I think we do need the bodies up front at times, and if we can have, and especially on the right hand side, so if, if Roof can can play there, and and we can have Morelos or turn up front, um, it has to give us more a threat and around the box, especially in games where we where we're needing goals. So. Uh, you've got to be careful, you don't want players to be too versatile because then you're just sort of moving people about just for the sake of it sometimes and I think maybe Haji's suffering for that a wee bit just now and even today I thought I th- Aribo's had a great pre-season and he's, but he would, had been playing maybe a slightly deeper or certainly more central than what he did today and he wasn't quite as effective today so I think this is something that the manager really needs to, to try and sort out in his mind, his best formation his best team and and try to stick to it, but as, as as I mentioned, we need competition for places, and and we need to be flexible and 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 how we address certain games. I mean, I think uh, McCann and Red talked about how it was more a a four two three one today rather than the four three three we've been using through the preseason, and and then against Aberdeen. So, um, it, it's good to see us tinkering, and um, as as a Finished my last comment, it has to be good that we've got competition for places because we, we, we lacked that last season at times and certainly um, after Christmas when the team was playing poorly, we didn't have that strength and depth to to, to really turn around their form and, and I'm kind of hoping now that we're signing these guys and hopefully maybe another midfielder um, that, that we'll be able to do that.
0: Colin, uh, thank you mentioned again there that another midfielder. It's been something that I've seen quite a lot of it. A lot of on on social media as well. You know, people saying that we need we need another another player for the midfield. Do you share that view? And where do you think we need to to
1: strengthen a few? Ed, I, I, again, come back to what I said earlier on. You know, the concerns to me are middle to front. I'm not convinced that you know the midfield has started particularly well this season. I don't think Ryan Jack is playing particularly well. Kamara. Similarly, you know, he's been okay, but not brilliant. Uh, Stephen Davis is, is, you know, he's been on the bench a lot, but when he has come in, I, 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 I'm just not convinced at all. It's that middle of the front. I mean, I think we can break up the play. Uh, I said that a couple of weeks ago. We can break up the play pretty well. We can defend pretty well, but it's it's the creative side uh, that we need we need we need to work on. Uh, that said, what I think we, we we could be doing with is is an enforcer because I do think we're bullied sometimes, especially, I mean, one thing I've noticed this season is, you know, I, I don't believe Rangers had a booking today. Uh, we didn't get a booking last week. I, I mean, a Rangers player not being booked up at the It's almost unheard of. And it's almost as if no supporters being in there has it, it's helped in terms of the, the players don't feel the pressure as much, you know. I noticed last week Morelos was involved in a couple of things. Just wee, I mean, nothing major, but just wee towsy things. And the referee never even spoke to him. And, the, the, you know, the Aberdeen players that he w- was involved in didn't react. And, you know, there was nothing really there. And that, that's because the fans are only there. You know, the fans only there getting totally, you know, offended and outraged at the, at the slightest wee thing. Uh, I, I think that Morelos... Could have walked last week if there was fans in the ground because he was involved in a couple of things. Uh, so I, th- I think players they're, they're a bit calmer and they're, they're playing. You know they're, they're not feeling the pressure because there's there's, there's not the the crowds not there. I, I, I feel that they're playing a wee bit freer. That said, when when the fans are there and we're in pressurized situations. We've seen this Rangers team in the past totally collapse. Pataudry is a classic example. You know, we're 2-0 up and cruising. The minute Aberdeen, you know, pull one back, the whole thing just went to pot. And the game at Tynecastle in the Scottish Cup was another one. To me, Stephen Naismith just bullied us from start to finish, and no one was prepared to stand up to him, no one. And I I sometimes think we need someone like that, someone that's just going to... Put the message out there. I of Ian Ferguson's title, just put the message out, you know, nah, you're not getting away with that, you're not bullying us. Someone to just have that physical presence. I'm, I'm not asking for someone that's going to, you know, break legs and stuff like that, but someone that's, that's not going to be messed about with, and I'm not convinced we have that yet. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's harder now because the fans aren't there, and I do think it's affecting the games. I, I think that the games are. They're losing an edge to them. Uh, there's no the same tempo and intensity to them. And there's no the same sort of, that's what I'm saying, there's no the same sort of fouls and tackles and stuff like that because there's a sort of friendly pre-season feel to a lot of the games because the fans aren't there. But when the fans do come back, I think that's when Rangers, you know, struggle, you know, we've went to certain grounds, Colmarnock, Potaudre, Tynecastle. And when the, the crowd are really on top is it's, I just feel we, we buckle sometimes. And so someone with that presence to just sort of take take all that. You know, Soonish used to do that. You know, those 20,000 fans, you know, throwing abuse at him, he would take that as fuel and, and use it. You know what I mean? Whereas I think a few of your boys struggle in that sort of environment. So I think we need someone like that. And it would only take one because the minute you get one, you know, the rest of the players can sort of, get behind that and think, right, OK, he's leading the way. Probably a leader, I think that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we need a leader. Yeah, I probably,
0: probably agree with that. Um, moving on slightly, the, the game on Thursday was at the end of um, a long run in Europe, a year-long run, over a year, sorry, um, in the Europa League, which which ended on on, on Thursday against by Leverkusen. Um, Colin, you, you don't usually like a debate on, on Twitter. You're quite quiet on there. Uh, but I saw you, I saw you have a couple of couple of chats with you guys on, on Thursday over the over the run itself and you know the how, how good it had been. Um, and some people were saying, you know, we, we should have we could have done better here and there. Um but I think overall personally I, I would say it was a, a fantastic run and probably you know we got further than maybe expected when we were two 0 down to Bragg at home. Uh, in February, so you know this this campaign has been has been a special one for many reasons. But how will you look back on on the, the Europa League campaign from from this or last season? How will, how were you going to look at it? I
1: mean, it's it's been the best run uh, for a number of years. I mean, I know we had a good a, a decent uh, sort of run at it last year. You know, Gerard sort of got us into the group stages for the first time in a number of years, and again that that felt like a a corner had been turned. A wee another feeling of normality coming back to the club, you know, competing in Europe at that level in the group stages and stuff like that. But this year has just been a, a step above. And, you know, th- when I first started taking my boy to the games, you know, it was during the banter years. And, you know, so he, he used to brag about, you oh, know, Dad, mind that time we beat Stennis eight nothing. Right? And I say, son, that's really not that big. <laughs> that, that really isn't that, that big a deal. Uh, you know, and he, he didn't get it, I and mean, he was only young. He was only sort of I don't know, ten, something like that, nine or ten, and he couldn't get that. That really didn't mean that much, you know. What I mean, that wasn't that big a result. His first sort of baptism of fire was the the, the, the victory against Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi final in two thousand and sixteen. I think it was when we when we beat them in penalties. That that was his first sort of introduction to a, a big game. So up until that point, you know, it was all just me telling him, oh, this is what used to happen and, you know, Leeds United and Parma and all these sort of big nights. And so, it's, it's it's exposed him. It's exposed the whole generation that I've kind of went without that for a number of years to what Rangers should be about. You know, the Braga night is is just... I mean, that'll go with me to, to the grave. You know, 2 on down, out it uh, and the way we came back, especially with the, the the equalizer Aribo's goal that night was just sensational, you know what I mean? So, that, I mean, that was, that, that's a night that, you know, when I'm 70 in about 10 years' time, <laughs> you know, I'll look back and say, my, my boy, you know, mind that night, Braga, you know, and that, that's kind of what it's all about, you know, and but even the group stages, you know, Fire Nerd, great night against Fire Nerd, the portal game. I mean, one of Morelos' goals that night was just outrageous, you know what I mean? Uh, so, I, it's it's... It's been a great run, and I don't care what anybody says. I did get into a wee bit of Twitter banter with a couple of guys who were sort of saying, oh, well, it wasn't as good as all that. And I was like, no, it was. It was a a superb run. And if the draw had been a wee bit kinder to us, we we could have, you know, we could have went a wee bit further. You know, Leverkusen was probably the worst draw we could have got. I mean, they are a a supreme outfit, and you would have to say, you know, they ran with a good good chance of winning the tournament outright. You know, so if the draw had been a wee bit kinder, we could we could have been going into a quarter final, and then if you get a half decent draw in that, you could be in a semi final. So, no, a great run, and it's one I'll I'll remember fondly. Uh, a lot of really really good nights.
0: Thank you. As As Colin mentioned, uh, you know, Leverkusen was a, a hard draw. You know, they've got a, an attacking midfield player there, in and Havertz is probably going to go for, for millions and millions of pounds uh, to the Premier League this summer. Um. But when you look when you look at the the competition as a whole and, and what we managed to achieve, I think this was, you know, last year was a good um, a good reintroduction, I suppose, into into proper European football. But this this season sort of made us realise, I suppose, that you know we deserve to be on this this big European stage, and and you know we are one of the one of the biggest clubs that will that will be in the the competition. Not you know maybe in terms of team and stature in that sense. Uh, well, we've got a wee bit to go but but in terms of the club I think we've put ourselves back on on the european stage again with some of the the nice ibooks
2: Aye, absolutely uh, Colin Colin nailed it it's um it, we, we did really well uh over the last year year and a bit and to come through two years in succession through all the qualifiers is, is is good going on its own and then to to come through that that group this year uh, with final young Boys and Porto was excellent because, I mean, there was one point, obviously, the, the, the young boys away game when we conceded that daft uh, injury time goal and you get beat 2-1 and you're kind of thinking of we a of blown it, just like maybe we did last year against Sparta at Moscow. But no, the, the team reacted and, and uh, to beat Porto 2-0 at home was, was fantastic. Uh, and then to go, obviously, on and and Colin talked to us through the, the the Braga game, I, th- I think the, the manager and the players deserve a lot of credit. And that first half of, of, the, of the season, was was really top notch last year, and and I think we, we dropped points. Of course, we did. You know, every Rangers uh, team drops points, but I think we did did really well, and we reacted well at times. And I remember, for example, when when Celtic beat us in the League Cup final, you're kind of thinking, how's the team going to react to that? And and we, we did so brilliantly by going to uh, Parkhead and 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 giving them a a, a sort of going over, if you like. I mean, it was only two one, but. We deserve to score more that day. So this is the kind of thing that um, you're, you're looking for, the, the manager and the players to to look back on and, and, and enjoy and take the experience and, and and take a bit of pride in it and say, well, I, I want more of that. And uh, not just um, European games, but as I say, these ones against Celtic. And if you can get that kind of mentality and that pride in your game, and that, that's where you you, you foster a, a winning mentality. And, and this is this is what we need if we're to become successful again. And, as I say, so that's why Europe's so important. It's, it helps with the, with the, with the team's um, profile. I mean, I don't think you sign guys like uh, Kemal Roof and, uh, and and Eton if if, you, if the profile of the club isn't increasing. Uh, you're kind of hoping we can get another great, um, another good midfield player. in, like we've talked about earlier, and 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 it makes a big difference not just financially if you've been doing well in Europe, but as I say, profile wise, it makes it it changes the, the the menu you're buying for, if you like. Um, and if, if you're doing well and getting good results in Europe and competing with teams, I mean, let's face it, teams like Legia Warsaw and and uh, Young Boys, they maybe know that Europe's cream of the crop, but teams like Porto and Leverkusen are, and, and we did okay against Leverkusen. I mean, I think they're they're a class above what we are. Uh, I don't there's any doubt about that. And I think that, that show showing the other night there, I thought they played really, really well. But on the same token, I, I didn't. I thought we were pretty poor and were a bit powder puff at times. And, and I'd like to think if we if we we, we, um, we come across them again in the Europa League uh, this season, if they didn't make it to the Champions League, then I think we maybe give them a better game because that's all you can ask for as teams to learn and teams to uh, to, to to progress and and uh, and get better. And I think we're doing that year on year, and the pressure's on now to to show that by actually coming home with, with a trophy. Oh, and the the of the, the entire thing at the moment
0: is that. You know the qualifiers for there's going to be a draw of qualifiers for for the next the next season's uh, Europa League next month, um, which we will be in, I believe. Uh So you know it's all going to start again soon. Yeah, aye, and I mean that's
1: that's a sort of result of the current situation. You know the pandemic, and you kind of have to wonder. I know it's difficult for the footballing authorities to deal with this kind of thing. That, you know, no one could have sort of predicted it and seen it coming, but you do kind of wonder if they're asking a wee bit too much, if they kind of just went to a group stage or, you know, to go through another qualifying stage and then, and then another group stage. It, it means, you know, there's not going to be many windows throughout a season. If there is a delay, if there is another a second wave, you know, it, it creates a problem that way. But in, in in terms of being back into that arena, Ben, you know, as Frankie sort of alluded to there, it's it's another step of you know exposing these players to playing football at a, a high level. You know, I, I think a night that I really felt that Rangers had had, had arrived again uh, was the night against Fianna over there. You know what I mean? Because that was a really you know a really big atmosphere and you know a wee bit hateful because fire they've got a wee bit of connection with Celtic, so you know quite a tense night and. You know the guys dealt with it not too bad. You know I know I said earlier on that they they, they can crumble, but I think in Europe it's different. I, I think they because there's no real expectation on them. They kind of they kind of deal with it a bit better. And uh, you know Morelos has got two great goals that night. And you know that, that's that's as a professional football player that's the arena that you want to be playing on. So that's the motivation for the guys that are there now. You know, for the guys that have just come into the club, they all obviously have seen what we've what achieved over the last couple of years in Europe and think they want a bit of that. And there, there's also the news that, you know, Scotland's got an extra Champions League place and is it next year? You know what I mean? So there's an opportunity that if if, if if we get another decent run and, you know, we increase the coefficient, you know, it means even if we're unsuccessful in winning the league, we, we, we can still get a crack at the Champions League. And if we get in that Champions League and, and secure the revenue for that, then again, that's another step in the, in the recovery of the club. You know, that inc- increases our profile, increases the revenue, means we can go out and buy better players. And, and that's how it works. You know I mean? over the, Since the Champions League has been formed, you know, in, in Scotland, it's probably reflected elsewhere, but in Scotland, the, the club that, the, that wins the league and gets access to that money tends to dominate for, for, for a number of years. So that's that's where we need to be. So, you know, we'd get back into, hopefully get back into the, the group stages this year, although I always feel that if we have a really good year, it goes a bit pear-shaped the year after, so I'm a wee bit worried about this year. But that's the motivation, get back into the group stages this year, increase the coefficient, have a good uh, campaign in the league and, and see what it takes us and, you know, that extra place in the Champions League means that even if we don't secure uh, a league title, we get a crack at the Champions League again and, you know, you know, in 2012, the Champions League seemed like a long, long way off. Well, it isn't anymore. You know what I mean? It, it, it is within our grasp. So, yeah, it's, that's that's what being a Rangers player is all about. You know, you need to have players in that squad and in that dressing room who want these nights, who want to put themselves up against the
0: best in Europe. Uh, and we're, we're going in the right direction for that, I think. Thank you. Colin, Colin obviously mentioned the Champions League aspect. That's been a it's been a great effort from Rangers to to help with that coefficient because obviously when you look at you know Celtic's performance in Europe over the past couple of years and they've done okay in the in the Europa League they've qualified both years but I mean the big thing for them you know was the Champions League and get into that and they failed to do that over the past the past two years um, so it's been a great effort from from Rangers and Steve Gerrard actually to to get us to a point where um, we're we're helping get that coefficient up because it's it's, it's sort of Since 2012, you know, it's only really been one representative in Europe uh, and we've managed to, you know, after a couple of years, get to that level as well. So, you know, it's been a good effort from from Stephen Gerrard, the players.
2: Definitely. Um, I mean, we've talked already about it, the, the run this year um, or over the last year or so. I mean, in the group stage, we've only been only got beaten once uh, by a weighty young boy. So you can't really argue with that. Um, other games, you're winning games, drawing games and every 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 decent result, whether it's a draw or a win, it, it helps. And this is financially for us, Obviously. It, it, terms of the prize pot, but the coefficient is so important and to, for now for Scottish teams to have uh, two in the Champions League for the for uh, this coming season, but uh, next year, is, is a big thing for us because it's financially, it's on another planet, um, it'll be tough uh, for us to, to to reach the group stage, but I mean, I, th- I think um, we have shown in the last two years in the Rupa League that we're, we're more than capable of that, you might need a bit of luck in the draw here or there, um, but I think, I think we've proven that we can go toe-to-toe with a, a, a good calibre of team anywhere in the continent. So I, th- I think we can approach the Champions League if we can finish top or, or, or second this, this season in you know, the SPFL, then there's no reason why we can't go into it with, with confidence. I mean, the, the difficulty after that is keeping the coefficient at, at the same kind of level. I was reading something the other day there that there's a chance of us getting it up to, I think, 11th. Uh, We we could go above uh, like Turkey, for example. Uh, But clearly, if if we're both in the Champions League and Celtic, then after that, we'll we'll have a Scottish team or two Scottish teams in the Europa League, and it'll be a bit more difficult for them to to achieve the kind of results that we did um, in the last couple of years. So there's always that sort of uh, rough edge of the sword, unfortunately. But um, but we can can only do what we can do. And and I think um, improving year on year is is essential and, and the aim has to be to to qualify for the Champions League because that's the, that's the golden goose we need that's where the money is and that's what we, we need to be playing and everything else comes off of that you know you, you can attract better players the profile of the club is bigger sell more season tickets, TV money's better, everything like that. So it's 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 vitally important. And the and the team and Gerards and the club deserve a lot of credit for for working so hard over the last couple of years to get us to a stage where Scottish football has now laughed laughed at like i have been. So um, I we can only hope that fingers crossed first and foremost we actually win the league title to make our path to the, the group stage easier than than Celtic's because if we can do that then 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 we're really starting to to turn things around to to our benefit
0: when well, I mean, you look at the, you know, say say we were in the the Champions League next season qualifiers, when you look at some of the teams that may come up, uh, and those qualifiers certainly the ones that Celtic have faced, um, and you compare that to who we've faced over the past couple of years, even in, even in qualifiers or in uh, in the group stages of the Europa, Europa League, you know sides like Maribor, Buffer, um, Legia like, yeah, Warsaw, Porto, uh, Feyenoord, you know. You'd probably fancy us, even even the team which you would like to think by 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 you know this time next year would be vastly improved, but you know it wouldn't be without you know it wouldn't be out with our reach to to think that we could we could qualify for the group stages, you know, based on our performance in Europe over the past couple of years. No,
1: no, I mean, the, I mean the 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 qualifying stages are always sort of fraught with danger a wee bit, you know what I mean, uh, but. Based on one thing that Stephen Gerrard seems to have sussed, in, in my opinion, from from a manager's point of view, is how to navigate these ties. And I mean, nothing's certain, you know. It's, it's it's there's there's always the, the 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 luck of the draw, and things can happen in a game that just go against you and all the rest of it. But he has shown, you know, over the last two years, that he knows how to. To, to navigate these games. So I would be fairly confident if, if, if we qualified for the Champions League, either through being champions or taking advantage of the, the, the extra space that's coming our way. I would be fairly confident that it would it would have a good chance of getting us in there. You know what I mean? Absolutely no doubt about that. And then once you're in there, that unlocks the money. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I mean, I find the Champions League uh, it's like a cartel really, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, it's become something that I don't think it was ever meant to be, or maybe it was. I don't know. But it, it's it really is all about your, you know, your Real Madrids and your Barcelona's and your PSGs and Man Cities and all that kind of thing. And there, there's a bit of it that I don't enjoy. You know, the the, the huge amount of money that's involved in it, uh, the fact that it, it seems to be the same teams most year going for it, kind of puts me off it. But from a Rangers supporters' perspective. It it, it it equals money. It equals money to the club, you know, and and given where we were over the last seven or eight years, you know, that would be a huge, huge achievement to to sort of access that level of cash and and again aid in the recovery and get us back. And then once that money's you know in the pot, we can we can but then I don't think we're on an even keel with Celtic at the moment financially. We're still sort of behind them, you know. They pay more in wages and that usually results in success you know the team that pays the highest wages tends to win more of the trophies you know if, if we can chip away and we've done that we've, we've got access to the Europa League that has resulted in the coefficient going up so it could it, it could result in access to the Champions League and once you get that money in and that revenue comes in then we're on an even with Celtic and then you can start judging you know, Stephen Gerrard or whoever's in charge at the time and saying, right, okay, well, you're getting the same level of, of income as, as, as that mob over the road. So you can be judged in, in, in the same manner. I don't think we can right now because we're still playing catch-up. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, uh, if, if it doesn't come through winning the league, if it comes through, you know, the, the fact that we performed so well in Europe and increased the coefficient and got that second Champions League place, then we've earned it, you know, whether it's winning the league or through our European exploits, we getting access to that Champions League cash. We'll have earned it because I think, you know, the thing that everyone spouted, every non-Rangers fan, when, you know, we got dumped into Division Three is that the, the game doesn't need Rangers. We don't need Rangers. That was all the, the sort of nonsense we were getting. Well, the last two years has shown that the Scottish game does need Rangers because, because of our efforts you know, there's an extra Champions League place going. And that's improved the, you know, the profile of our game. So, yeah, they do need Rangers. And, and if we do get that extra Champions League place and we, we get into the group stages through that, we'll have earned it. You know, it's, it's down to us. And uh, I'd rather do it as champions, but, I'd, you know, if we do it the other way, then so be it. Yeah, well, for now, we'll stick in with league duty and, and obviously with a
0: return on... Wednesday night uh, at home to St Johnston, um, who were obviously caught up in a bit of a bit of a controversy last week through no fault of their own, um, and their game on, on Saturday against Aberdeen was was postponed after two of the Aberdeen players uh, were diagnosed with coronavirus. Um, but firstly, Frankie. Um, It'll be a a tough game on Wednesday night. Obviously, Tommy Wright, no longer at St. John's and Callum Davidson's their their boss at the moment. Um, But always gives us a a tough game, and I think having been Tommy Wright's assistant, I would expect uh, a sort of similar setup on on Wednesday. But another tough game for us at home and and one that we'll need to, you know, be breaking down the ends.
2: Aye. I'd expect a similar type of match the, to what we've seen today. I mean, um, St Johnston are a decent side. Uh, Calum Davidson's a good manager. Um, um, he was a good player in his time, so he's experienced. He knows what to expect for, for Rangers and he knows what to expect, to, to expect for Ibrox. Um Fortunately, Michael O'Halloran suspended because he's he's somebody that always seemed to do quite well against us. Ibrox, especially his pace on the break, so... That'll maybe help us to a certain extent. But, uh, again, it, it comes down to, to how we play and, and, and our attitude. If, if we play like how we did today, move the ball well and take our chances, keep creating and keep working hard, then we'll win. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, I mean, St Johnston are pretty good at the bag. Jason Kerr's a good player. I'm quite surprised he's no not moved on, actually. I, I, I thought a bigger team on the English side might have been interested in him before now, but he's still there. So... Um, as I say, it'll be, a, it'll be a tough match, but one we're, we're well and capable of winning. And, and if you want to win the title, then we, we, it's these games you need to, to go and, and, and do the business And There's no doubt about it, especially with Celtic dropping points today. It's, it's a chance for us to, to, to really knuckle down and, and, and supplement our, our first two wins with another three points. And, and I didn't see anything else than that, to be honest. Um and it'll be interesting to see if, if the manager changes the team um, or if he, if he sticks with his sort of preferred 11, which I think we've we, we seen today. Will Morell still be here? That's another question. We'll soon find out. We may have signed another player um, ourselves by then. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a game that we, that we need to win and um, I'm looking forward to it already, I must admit. Yeah, Colin, I touched on
0: it a moment ago, but... Obviously, there was, there was that controversy with the with Aberdeen players that were caught in a in a bar in, in Aberdeen, and two of whom subsequently were were uh, diagnosed with coronavirus. Eight players self isolating. It was a pretty embarrassing uh, moment for the club. Uh, obviously, to, to to cancel Saturday's game, um, then players had to put out a statement uh, yesterday. Apologising for their actions, the Scottish government so that had a fair uh, few things to say. Especially, you know, Nicholas Sturgeon, who's who's condemned their, their actions. How worrying is that um, in terms of the bigger picture here? Because obviously, uh, you know, could we could uh, you know actions like this cost Scottish football um, over the coming months? Because really we're going to need the players to be as trustworthy as possible. And obviously this is an isolated incident, but, you know, we don't know how many how many other players may have been out or or how many have done similar things and just not been caught, you know. So how important is it that the players, firstly, you know, take the restrictions seriously? And, and secondly, that we have no more outbreaks that end up costing, you know, every team because the Scottish government just turn around and say, you know what, this is just not going to work. Well, I mean, it's, a,
1: it's another example of, of footballers uh, showing their total lack of intelligence, really, is it? You know, it's... The one thing that I was chuffed about it was, it was Johnny Hayes was one of them, you know what I mean? But uh, on a serious note, it's, aye, it's it's pretty poor, you know what I mean? I, I, I was kind of talking to my boy about it today uh, when we were watching the game, and, you know, I mean, football players... They're in a bubble, really, aren't they? You know, they're in a they're in a sterile environment. They're getting tested regularly. You would assume that everyone that's working in the training ground is getting tested regularly, so so they know that they're okay, that they're you know they don't have coronavirus and that they're, they're in a safe environment. So you would you would think that, that, that they would take that seriously. You know, they're, they're highly paid professionals they'd think right, okay, I'm in a safe environment. I've got to keep it that way. If, they, if, they, if you're with eight other individuals, sorry, if you're, if you're a football player with seven other individuals who also come from that safe environment, why would you think, right, well, let's go to the most crowded bar in town? You know, what I mean, especially a professional football player who's well-paid, you know, can you not, if, if, if the desire to go out is so strong, I mean, what's what's stopping you getting in touch with a hotel or and, and organising a private room and just sitting with the seven other people that are from a safe environment and having a few drinks that way, why did they need to go to, to, go to the most crowded bar in Aberdeen uh, and, and and risk it all? And it just seems... Uh, I would like to have seen it if it had been Alfredo Morelos and a few others, let's put it that way. You know what I mean? I think it would have been a far really? bigger outcry. Uh, yeah. I, th- I
0: think, Colin, sorry to interrupt, but the... I've seen a few things on, on social media this week about it and saying, you know, I oh, feel sorry for the players, you know, they it's they, not that, you know, they didn't know or, you know, they shouldn't be shouldn't be all rounded up and, you know, getting criticized, you know, Nicholas Sturgeon should lay off them. You know, we can there seems to be a, a culture in this country that tries to to defend, you know, the actions of footballers as if they're as if they're, you know, complete. Idiots and children. You know, some of the guys that were in that pub the other day were over thirty, and it doesn't matter what the stereotype of football is, there was, there was absolutely no excuse for that. And you know, in these in these times, it, it's a real slap in the face. And it, I mean, it goes back to to other things that have happened during lockdown across the the UK. Um, I'm not going to go into it, but there was a lot well documented. You know, uh, government officials that were caught elsewhere, um, and it's a real slap in the face to. You know, your your punters that are that are paying the money for you know to watch the team on TV, paying for season tickets when they can't go to games, only for, for games to then be cancelled because the players have, have been so irresponsible. And I, I don't buy into this this idea that um you know that they're, they're so innocent and in all this and you know they don't don't deserve to be criticized. They absolutely deserve to be criticized because they've you know it's 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 just more of a you know, just because it's it's not really anything, and you know, if you listen to some people, you know, I'm not really sure that we can we can defend them in
1: any way, really. No, and you know, that they're highly paid. You know, the the you know, they're getting the kind of money that a lot of us would. would, would, would you know give a right arm for and yeah it's, it's unprofessional there's no doubt about it and you know it, it, the example i use when my boy day i say see all these these footballers that get they get done with drunk driving you know guys that are on 20 grand a week 30 grand a week <laughs> who for some reason would rather risk getting a a, a driving ban than, than paying you know 40 50 quid for a taxi fare. And, and it's that kind of, and, and I think maybe money's part of the issue, you know what I mean? The, the money that they're on sort of gives them this feeling that the rules just simply don't apply to them, that they're above the rules and they can do what they want. Well, you know, they've been exposed for, for for what that is. The rules do apply to them eh, very much. So two of them have it, you know, and the other, the other six have now had to go into self-isolation and they've, they've already impacted on our, our a Scottish football card that is already, as I said earlier on, struggling to fit all the games in. You know, if this happens three or four times, there just isn't the room in the season to to, to you know, find space to play these games. And another thing is the sport and integrity in this. I mean, why St. Johnson? They've kind of been punished because they're going to have to face a full-strength Aberdeen further down the line. Whereas Hamilton and Celtic are going to play Aberdeen with these eight players Listen. <laughs> And it's just, it's just a farce. I mean, it is a farce. And the last thing you want, as you said, is, is the Scottish Government coming in saying, well, you know what, we're taking the ball off you. You just can't be trusted. Uh, and then, then it's back to spam folders and Dundee's vote again. And I don't think that's anything. That's a road we don't want to go down again.
0: Yeah. Um, well, listen, that's just about, about time for this week. There was lots to discuss. when it's slightly over. But um, thank you to Frankie and, and Colin. Uh, it's another good show please remember to to subscribe and catch up with us on on social media as well. Um, We'd love to hear your views on the show and and maybe other things that you'd you'd like to see us discuss. Uh, Join us next week for the episode um, of the JazzNet podcast. Ross will be hosting uh, and I'll be guesting alongside Ian Ian Duff. So that should be good. Please join us next week and until then, good night.